let me introduce you to inspiring entrepreneurs. Hi there, my name is Ben Gothard. My mission is to interview incredible entrepreneurs who are changing the world and present their stories to you, unscripted and unedited. From billionaires to Forbes 30 under 30 recipients to New York Times best-selling authors and much, much more, these people are living proof that nothing is impossible. Join me on this journey to learn from their experiences and become the person you're meant to be. Welcome to the Project Egg Show every morning at 8 a.m. Central. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Project Egg Show. I'm your host, Ben Gothard. Super happy to see y'all. And today we have the honor of speaking with Jelena Ostrovska, a top network marketing blogger, coach, speaker, and a super affiliate, and a super cool person. So without any further rambling on my end, how are you doing today, Jelena? Thank you so much for inviting me, Ben. Really, really appreciate that. I'm doing amazing. So super grateful to be here. Oh, well, I, you know, I'm very grateful that you would carve out the time to do this. So let's jump right in. I want to know, what is your story? Oh, that's, that's an interesting um it's like I got started online in business in a very interesting way, probably not, I mean, not a lot of people probably start this way. So um, it was 2013. So I was 18 years old. I'm 24 right now as of the recording of this. And it was the time when I was at school and it was about time to decide what I was supposed to be doing with my life. And, you know, deciding which college I was going to go to, what I, was, what I was going to study. And I had so many different ideas and dreams and aspirations. But the only thing that I never saw myself in has been a job. Simply because my parents have always owned their own business. I've never seen them go to a nine to five job ever since I was, you know, ever, ever since I remember I was going to, with, to their office with them. I remember I was helping them like clip different barcodes to, to products and things like that. So I guess like entrepreneurship has been in my blood. Even my grandfather, he's always been, you know, making sales calls and stuff like that and selling products. So I've never really been exposed to an idea of a job. And even when I wanted to go study, I was always wanted to, like, I always wanted to study things like, you know, fashion design and become a fashion designer. I wanted, at some point, I wanted to become um, a lawyer. And then I was like, me, a lawyer? <laughs> never. <laughs> like, <laughs> it really sounded like a boring profession to me. I was like, I would never be able to do that. Um, the other thing that I also wanted to do, because I was like out of ideas. Um, I literally was thinking to myself, to myself, what am I supposed to do, right? So, I mean, I have one year of school left. And then what next, right? Then you kind of jump somewhere and then you don't know where you're going to end up. And then the other thing I was thinking about doing, I got, I've always been a very technical person. Uh, I was very, you know, te technology friendly. I learned Photoshop when I was like 11 years old. <laughs> I was messing with it. And then I've learned, you know, some coding and some things that we learned in school. So I was like, hey, I'm going to be a computer scientist. I think you call that profession. And then 
you know, a couple months go by and I've seen my parents do something on the side of their existing business. And I saw my dad making some phone calls and doing some online advertising. And I was always kind of curious, like, what was he on about? Right. And then one day, um, my parents joined another network marketing company. It was their second, I think, at the time. And then I got curious because I was first curious about the product. So there were two products. There was, I'm not pitching anything. I'm not a part of this company anymore. So, <laughs> and I don't think the company is even around anymore. So, and I got, uh, I think the product was weight loss and the other one was skincare. So I was like, oh, let me check this out, right? So I, mean, so I wasn't really interested in skincare. I was interested in weight loss because, you know, who doesn't want to lose weight, right? And, um, and then I remember my dad showed me the picture of all the circles and everything you usually see when you're looking at a network marketing opportunity. And I saw the potential and I saw the vision. And that was about it. And I told dad, can you please sign me up for this? Because I wasn't working a job. Like I've never had a job in my life. I'm one of those like lucky kids, I guess you can say. And, you know, they signed, my parents signed me up and the first, I will say like nine months, I had no idea what I was doing, literally nothing right so that was my first exposure to business all of my high school friends thought I was crazy all of my teachers thought I was getting into some uh, pyramid scheme and I was and I had no idea what I was doing right more than that I'm also Russian right so I come you know from a Russian family I live in a small European country and I'm, the accent is still there <laughs> probably right and I was working with Russians at a time and I had like the way they were teaching, I was like, I don't understand this. They were saying things like you have to just show the product. We're not selling anything. I was like, you don't make any sense. Like we're selling some products. Like how am I supposed to do that? They didn't really teach me any marketing skills. And then a couple months went by and I was like, oh, like screw this network marketing thing. I'm just going to go like, you know, focus on my studies. And it was the last year of high school. So I was, you know, getting ready for exams. I was nearly ready to send my documents to universities and I was passing all the like I passed all the exams I was like a straight A student everything was going good the only problem was I had no idea what the heck I was supposed to be doing with my life afterwards because it was like almost too late to send any documents and then another network marketing company like goes goes um you know goes by me I guess you know and I and I signed up again and I don't know, like I always end up you know, getting into network marketing, like as much as I tried to run away from the industry, it always kind of pushes me back to it. I mean, it's a great industry, right? But this time I found that there were actually people in America doing it. And I was like, oh, maybe I should work with English speaking people, right? And kind of run away from Russians. And so I did, again, had no idea what I was doing, but I did make my first commission. Like the very first month, I think. Yeah. I it was like $75. I knew that the next month my parents didn't have to pay for my, you know, subscription. And I was like, yes, like finally something. And then I think 90 days later, that person that signed up with me that became a customer quit. I was like, damn, like I need to figure something out. Right. <laughs> and I prospected all of my teachers. I mean, the ones that I was like in a very good relationship with, they were like, is it Herbalife? Is it one of those things? And I was getting all those like looks at me and they were like, are you crazy? You have this perfect diploma, just go study somewhere, you know, get the security, right? So, which they're always talking about. And then my parents told me, they're like, Juliana, do you really want to get into debt with a student loan and, you know, all this other mess that's about to be happening? And then four years after the college, you're likely going to be in the looks of a job and then there's no guarantee that you're going to find one. 
So, I mean, smart parents. I mean, good thing I listened. And my dad was like, hey, you have this network marketing gig. Why don't you figure out how to build it, you know, instead of spamming strangers on social media and spamming your friends, you know, why don't you learn how to actually do it? Because there's other people doing it. Why not you? And then I kind of went on a hunt and I took the summer off after all the exams. I was like, just give me a break because, I mean, 12 years of school, it's, it's, it's a lot, right? And, um, and then I jumped into, uh, like, I found a training platform that claims to be like the Harvard for network marketers. And there my, you know, kind of, I guess, really like college for network marketers started. I started learning the skill sets. I started learning what marketing was all about, you know, blogging, content creation, all the things that we, you know, like here these days. And yeah, that was kind of the beginning of the journey. I struggled so bad because it was so hard to switch to, to English. I mean, I thought I knew English well, but then once I started learning marketing and listening to like podcasts and interviews like this and other trainings, Literally, it was me watching a webinar and having Google Translate in a, in a separate tab just so I could like translate something because conversational English that Americans use, it's like a whole another story. <laughs> so if there's going to be anybody who's listening from the, you know, non-native uh, English, non-native non English speakers, you're probably going to understand the struggle. So, you know, we all live and learn and, you know, I just kind of guess like took the internet by the horns and learned everything I could and here we are. <laughs> So when you say here we are, where exactly is here? You're in this interview right now. <laughs> I mean, if I quit two years ago, three, four years ago, we likely would not have this conversation. We likely wouldn't meet each other in, on the internet. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was a long road and I'm obviously still on the road and learning and improving every single day. But yeah, I mean, I've pretty much gone from like long story short from not understanding most of the things in English from spamming strangers on social media. Because one thing that I used to do, and I share quite a lot, is I remember it was history class. I was taking notes with one hand, and with the other hand, I had my phone, and I was sending copy and paste messages on social media just to get some prospects for my business. <laughs> <laughs> so I've gone through that, from that to... You know, I used to give myself an excuse that I'm too Russian to do a video because I literally could not record the video. It took me three hours to record a, like a five minute video. And then it took me three more hours to edit that because I was stumbling upon my words and I couldn't like, I just couldn't work around with all those sentences and words. And I've gone from that, from all of this struggle, from also thinking that I'm too young to teach anything. Who am I to teach this? You know, like, I'm like, everybody's older than me. How am I going to do this? Why would anybody listen to me? And it was such a struggle. I was like, I'm 20 years old. What am I doing? I probably should have gone to college. And so I've gone from that, you know, limiting beliefs, all the struggles that you can ever think about being from a foreign country nobody really knows about. I mean, when I tell people Latvia, they're like, where? <laughs> so a very small country right next to Russia that people get it. And to now, you know, being one of the top network marketing bloggers, um, I've been invited to speak on stages multiple times in, in America and, you know, got interviewed more times than I can remember. And yeah, I mean, just building a brand that people recognize these days. I'm so curious to understand what the fundamental shift really was, because it seems like, you know, you talked about, moving from that 
you know, copy and paste spamming with taking notes in one hand and, you know, using your phone in the other, which by the way, I guess multitasking does exist. And that's, <laughs> that's proof right there to, to now you're building a brand. I mean, you have a brand and you're continuing to build it. You know, you're one of the top people in the game. What was that shift? Was it, was it more of a focus on building relationships? Was it more of a focus on, um, you know, on teaching, like, what were the actual principles that you adopted or, or what was the mindset shift that caused the success? Well, there's a few. Um, I remember the first thing that I was so consumed with when I got into learning online marketing because they didn't, never taught me that in school. I mean, I always say that the most useful thing that I did learn in school has been English and it's been Photoshop, which I already knew, but, you know, we learned a little bit more. And then we also learned HTML and WordPress, which contributed to some of my blogging success. That's about it, right? So from school, I can't say that I really got a lot. Um, but online, I mean, I was obviously, I was so consumed by in the training because I always thought that, oh, I need to learn this. And then somebody told me, Jillian, you have to do videos. And I was like, oh crap, like I need to do videos. So I need to learn how to actually do them. Then somebody else told me, oh, but you don't have a website. Look at every, all the successful people out there. You need to have a website. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to Google. I need to figure out how to do that. So it was always, I always felt like I was not enough. You know what I mean? When I was first starting out and I was looking at everybody else, and I know that's like the worst thing to do, but I was comparing myself to other people when they were on level 20 and I was on level like 0.5, right? And, and I was like, oh my gosh, they have everything figured out. They have their websites, they're running advertising. They have all these funnels. They have all these other fancy like mambo jabo for marketing that is getting them re the results. And then here I am to Russian to do to record a video, right? So I literally spent like the first, I will say like 12 months, pretty much it was just learning. Literally, I was on more webinars than I can even recall. And most of them I attended live. And, you know, being on a different time zone, I had to literally wake up at 4 a.m. like a couple times a week, at least like two, three times a week just to catch them so I could ask questions because obviously that's like the most valuable part. And then I've also gone to events because I thought that I was the only person doing it. And I was like, are there really any other people who do this? And then I came to a live event a couple of times and I was like, oh, okay, so there are other people succeeding. I have to do the exact same thing, right? So I was exposed to all the successful people. Like I saw them online, I followed them. And my problem was I was too consumed in the training. And I think that's the problem with a lot of people. You know, I was like a sponge getting everything. And then I wasn't really pouring anything out to my audience. And even when I was, I was doing something, let's say the first social media platform I was using has been Instagram. And that's the one that I was, I will say really consistent, but I haven't really gotten like mind blowing results. I mean, it took me, I think 30 days to generate my very first leads. That was back in 2014. Um, and then the problem was inconsistency, right? So I started Instagram, I got consistent. I started getting some results. Like it was like a little bit of a like confidence push. I remember I was like jumping around the house when I got my first lead. My mom thought I went crazy or something. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, what did you do? I said, I have an email subscriber. Yay. Like, you know, the first one. And, um, and then all the other strategies, like I was so, so many different things. It was like the shiny object syndrome. You see 
Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter at the time. And I, I saw everybody getting results from different platforms. And I was like, maybe I should use all of them. And, you know, yes, I had the time for all of this, but still it was way too much. And then I was just jumping from one thing to the next thing. And I remember it was January uh, 2015 when I started my website because everybody was telling me, Jelena, you need to have a website. You need to have your brand that, you know, what if Instagram goes down? What if so something happens to social media? You need to have that like control. So I started, it took me about a month, I think, to build my, my website. I was so excited when I got my domain. I mean, I was like the most excited kid on the planet. You're like, I'm 20 years old and I have a website, yay. Took me 30 days, like about a month to build it, publish my first article, and then something gets to my head. I mean, I was publishing articles here and there, right? So it wasn't consistent, again, that which is what, what was the problem. And then I was like, man, who am I to teach all this? I was like, I'm 20 years old. Who's the, so who's ever going to listen to me? Because I had that school mentality that the teacher is supposed to be older than the students. Like, that's the mindset that I used to have. And again, again, like I was inconsistent. I was posting here and there. And then I remember I had probably the toughest conversation I've ever had with my dad. It was, I think it was July or now it was August, 2015. So it was nearly 12 months that I've been learning online marketing. And I was on all the webinars, all the trainings, going to live events. And, you know, I was literally spending more money than I was making. And then my dad asked me one day, he was like, hey, Jelena, uh, how's business going? Like, is there any progress? Is there, cause I was making a couple of sales here and there and you know, like I had customers join and then they quit and then they join and then they quit again. And then I was having some success in my second network marketing company until it shut down another story. Uh, and that conversation with my dad, he was like, Hey, you're doing so many different things, but you have no results. And he said, there's other people succeeding. Like what, what's, What's the problem with you? So, I mean, he didn't really tell me that I was failing or anything, but that was kind of the, the message that I got that I'm kind of like a failure, like 12 months, I haven't really achieved anything. So that's like, that's little how I felt. And I, I cried a little bit, like, I'm going to admit that. But and then I was like, man, like, he's right. I mean, I'm, I'm learning so many things, but something is not clicking. And like that was, I guess, like the, the kick in the butt that I really needed. And I remember from that day on, I had a friend that I met online and we were like chatting on Facebook and, you know, we're still friends with her. And she said, hey, do you want to become accountability partners and, you know, kind of do this together? Because, you know, let's face it, when you join the business and you want to be your own boss, that's the blessing and a curse. It's like, yay, I'm my own boss. And then damn, I'm my own boss. Like I, you kind of want to fire yourself sometimes because when you're not <laughs> doing what you know you should be doing, you're like, I really should fire myself right now. So, and I think for me, that has been like the shift really happened from that conversation that I had with my dad who literally told me that what you're doing is not working. You have to figure something out. Otherwise, your choice is going to be to go to college. And I was like, I'm not going to college because if I do, Every single friend of mine and every single teacher of mine is just going to tell me, I told you this thing was not going to work. I, I did not want that. Like I wanted to prove everybody wrong that what I, like the decision I made was right. I was like, okay. And I said my, I said to my friend, I was like, okay, Brittany, let's do this. Let's put a plan together and kind of stick to it. Because when you have somebody working to, it's like going to the gym, just going by yourself. It's kind of lonely. And then you quit, you know, on day 
five. And when you have somebody like a running buddy, then you both work towards the same or similar goal. And you also get consistent with that. So, I mean, for me, that like, there was actually one book that I read. Uh, I just remember that it's called The Slight Edge by Jeff uh, Olson. That literally changed everything. Um, it literally made me understand the power of consistency, the power of small efforts repeated day in and day out. And when it's, you know, the same thing, you do this over and over again. And if you know it's the right action, it's going to get you the results by, you know, 30, 60, 90 days. And I remember we did, uh, like, we took action for 90 days straight. And then, you know, like, I finally became profitable. Wow. That's amazing. So you went on this, like, 90-day sprint. Yep. You're like, all right, I have this chip on my shoulder. I got to prove everybody wrong. You had your accountability partner. And you just crushed it after that 90 days. Yep. That's awesome. That must have been such a turning point. How did you feel when that happened? Oh my gosh, that was, uh, it was the very first rank that I hit in uh, one of my businesses at the time. And I literally felt like a million dollars. I'm not going to lie, because when you finally hit something and it's like, wow, finally, like there's like a little breakthrough, like the, the light at the end of the tunnel. I was like, yes, it's working. You know, when you get your first like couple of sales online and like if you got if you get one, you know you can get ten, you know you can get a hundred, you know you can get a thousand, and everything else is like a snowball. And I feel like honestly, the first like that first push that you do in your business, you know, to get the first results, I always say that they're the hardest. Always the hardest, because when you have no credibility, no authority, no like no influence, no nothing. You literally start from zero, having never built a business before. Then, you know, you just build upon that success. So, I mean, I feel like that was, that was literally the turning point, like you said. Wow. So when you started to start to really crush it after that 90 days, do you feel like you were lasered in on like one specific mechanism or do you feel like you were still kind of spread out a bit but you were just more committed to it like how exactly like what what were the specifics of what changed in those 90 days and and I know you talked about it a little bit but I'm so fascinated by the nuance of what really changed oh yeah I had a plan I had a plan of action it was very specific every single day and some of it, I will say it may not be relevant to what I'm teaching right now, but I'll just, I'll just break it down for you what I did because a lot of these strategies, they still work and I still do them. Uh, it was just a matter of, you know, getting into that routine. So because I knew everybody told me the secret to success lays in, like, lies in your daily routine. And I was like, oh, like, that's why I'm not successful because I don't have a proper routine. All I'm doing is watching trainings taking freaking notes that I'm not turning into anything else. Like, you know, I was posting here and there on social media. I was doing, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, and then nothing was really happening. And from like, we put together, like you said, you know, 90 day uh, blitz. And I was like, okay, so I need the specific activities that I'm going to be focusing on every single day. And 
my head was not going to hit the pillow until I got them done, like all of them on my list, right? And, um, um, and you know, like I needed this, I needed the details. So if you know, you know, the four different personality types, you know, the green, red, yellow, and blue, I'm the green one. The very detail-oriented, very analytical. I need the specifics. Just tell me what to do. I'm going to do it. So I first chose one social media platform that I was doing, that I was, that I was focusing on, uh, because there's so many choices. I mean, there's LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and like everything else out there. And I was like, hey, I need to focus on one because if I focus on too many things, then I'm not going to, you know, there's one, I think, I think it's Russian proverb that says, you know, if you try to catch two rabbits at the same time, you're not going to catch any. So I just stuck with it. I said, okay, I'm just going to focus on Facebook. I'm going to forget about everything else. So I chose my Facebook profile as the way that I was going to build my business. And then like everybody was saying, um, you know, you have to build your website. And I remember I was following, uh, like I had one of my mentors, he was always teaching blogging for another marketers. And I was like, hell, if he could do it, you know, if he could succeed just writing articles and recording videos, then I have to do it as well. So, and a part of my routine, which honestly, I have no idea how I was able to pull it off, but I was, I committed myself to writing articles and publishing them on my website at least five to seven times a week. So it was a lot of content. It was a lot of content over the course of 90 days. Um, and so here's, here's, here was the action plan. So on my personal Facebook account, I was building my audience. Every single day I was adding 20 new people. Uh, I was finding them in Facebook groups on different pages. So I knew my target audience. I knew who I wanted to attract. And I was sending friend requests, I was sending messages, and I was also following up with all the messages that I was sending on the day before. And, um, you know, my intention was just to build a relationship. Like, that was, um, I was not focusing on the sale, I was not focusing on any kind of commission, any rank, any of that stuff, because I was focused on that before, and I never got any. And then one of my friends, he told me, Jelena, stop focusing on the sale too much. And instead, focus on the process, focus on making a connection, making a relationship, and just adding more value to more people every single day. I was like, okay, let me just listen to that. So I focused 20 new people every single day. I was posting content. And at the time, that was 2015, I think. Yeah, it was 2015. Uh, we had to post like three to five times a day on Facebook because that's the way algorithm worked back then. These days, one to two times a day is plenty. So you don't have to do as much work as we did. And uh, I was also posting a YouTube video and I was posting that on my website. So it was an article, like a video, and then I transcribed it into an article and then I promoted it all over. I wasn't doing any paid advertising. Everything was done organically. So I was posting in Facebook groups. I was posting on um, Google Plus at the time, which was really bringing good traffic. Now it's no longer uh, around. I was posting on LinkedIn. I was posting on Twitter. So the thing, you know, you may be thinking, but Julina, you thought you said you, I thought you said that you were only focusing on one platform. Yes, I did. I was focusing just on Facebook for building my audience. And then I had all the other social media platforms that I had set up before. And, you know, I had obviously, you know, when you set up a second, like you set up, let's say you have a Facebook account and then you set up LinkedIn, then usually you can uh, like kind of move some people around and then it recommends you the people based on your email address that you've used. So I've had kind of like cross promoted across different audiences. So I've had 
you know, I have an audience on LinkedIn and somehow I've built a network, I think, of close to 700 people over the last couple of years by not focusing on it at all. So I used my Facebook profile as like a funnel into everything I was doing. And then, you know, I was kind of building networks around other social media platforms. And I used social media platforms just to promote my articles, right? And my, you know, YouTube videos. And I was not posting content like anything else elder besides that. And that's how pretty much, you know, grew my website. And, you know, my blog became, I think 2016 was the number eight network marketing blo uh, blog, which is pretty cool. So, um, yeah, so really all I was focused on building my audience because I knew that nobody really cared about my content from high school or, you know, my old friends. And I knew that in order for me to build a business, I need new eyeballs, or I call it like fresh blood, right? And, um, yeah, so I went on, you know, full force. I was like, okay, so 20 new people every single day for the course of 90 days. That's like 1,800 people. And I was like, you don't like, you don't really need that many people to build a business, right? But I was like, I'm just going to go full forces. So 20 people a day, a piece of content on my website, and on my YouTube channel. And then the rest was, you know, me networking on social media and just being very active on Facebook. And that was about it. Once you initiated that relationship, how did you then palatably bring up the the products? Like, how did you then convert from, okay, I have this relationship with you. We're friends. I know what you do. You know what I do. How does that translate into making sales? Yeah, that's a good question. So, you know, there's one problem with, I will say a lot of network marketers and sometimes marketers in general, they think um, of the term, like cold market prospecting and they try to bring it to social media and by itself, it doesn't work. If you just go out there on social media and try to copy and paste messages like, Hey, I'm going to help you with X, Y, Z. I tried doing this. It didn't work. Okay. <laughs> like I tried this in the Russian on a Russian speaking audience. I got one sale and that person quit the next 90 days. Okay. So <laughs> that was not effective. So I was focusing on, uh, building the relationships this time. And I think you call it hybrid marketing to where you don't only build your audience of people that you want to attract to your business, but you also create content. So I feel like with social media, you can't just focus on one or the other because sometimes people uh, hear the term, you know, it's called attraction marketing. People hear the term attraction marketing and then they, they say, oh, I'm just going to post content and wait for people to come to me. No, if it's your first 90 days, you're going to wait forever, right? No one's going to just come to you and say, hey, like, here's my credit card. Can you sign me up for X, Y, Z deal? Not going to happen, right? So you do have to be proactive in the beginning. So I was focused on building the audience. I was finding specifically the people that I saw based on their Facebook profiles, what they were doing and how I could provide them help. Either they were in a Facebook group, either they were in a in a, um, uh, what do you call it, like a Facebook fan page, or I was trying to find them through the search, right? So, I mean, the search is still available. Like, that's one thing that didn't really leave. And um, the second thing that I also had, you know, you have to think of psychology, right? So, you send a friend request, you send a message. You know, obviously, I was giving people a reason why I was messaging them. I was tailoring each of my message to them, although I will admit that in 2006, 15, I had a template that I was sending, <laughs> so funny like that template worked right but I mean I would never use it again so like you know still um, show the other person that you're interested in them so they are going to be interested in you as well right so 
you know, focus on them first. Then I was thinking, okay, so when I send them a message, what are they going to do, right? So they're going to come to my profile because they're going to be curious, who is this Juliana Cheek? So they're going to see what I do. And if I have a bunch of products all over my profile, they're going to be like, oh, just another stammer, you know, block. So that way you have to have a, you know, an attractive profile set up on Facebook or any other social media platform for that matter. So I made sure that I had a nice profile picture. I made sure that I had a good cover photo. I had, you know, some bullet points and what I was doing. And, you know, like I like stated that I was a marketer or, you know, like I, like a, you know, whatever I, whatever I had at that time, I don't really remember, but like I knew it was something decent uh, to where people knew that I wasn't a spammer. They couldn't tell what I was promoting right off the gate. You know, they couldn't tell what another marketing company I was with. Um, so, and they were like, oh, okay, so she looks pretty good. And also I had good content, right? So somebody comes to my profile and they saw, oh, she's actually, you know, pretty helpful. And at the time, we didn't have Facebook Live, okay? So it wasn't that easy to do the broadcast. I think the only thing that was around was Periscope. And, you know, Facebook Live came around like a couple months after and I was posting videos. And I think that's one thing that really, you know, made a huge difference because I never really had to like prospect people. You know, I showed them my offers when they told me like, hey, I have this, you know, this issue and I saw you were talking about this in your video, you know, how can you help me? So, you know, it was kind of both ways. I was, you know, like throwing the hook, you know, sending them a friend request, sending them a message and, you know, um, just being interested in what they were doing and then they were curious enough to check out what I was doing and then they're like oh actually it's interesting what Julina does let me ask her you know what this is because I remember a couple of years ago I was um kind of looking at the at the stats of you know the customers that I've, that I've acquired over the years and all the people that have ever done business with me I never really had to hard sell them or you know like get on a like like, I mean, I got on phone calls and I'm not going to lie. I got on phone calls. I did, you know, call the leads and all that kind of stuff, but it was never me pushing them something. It was them telling me their pain points because I took the time to build the report. I took the time to get to know them and what they were struggling with versus me just trying to push products down there. Four, three, two, one, ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to another episode of the Project Egg Show. I'm your host, Ben Gothard. Super happy to see y'all. And today, we have the honor of speaking with Jelena Ostrovska, a top network marketing blogger, coach, speaker, and a super affiliate, and a super cool person. So without any further rambling on my end, how you doing today, Jelena? Thank you so much for inviting me, Ben. Really, really appreciate that. I'm doing amazing. So super grateful to be here. Oh, well, I, you know, I'm very grateful that you would carve out the time to do this. So let's jump right in. I want to know, what is your story? Oh, that's, that's an interesting. Um, it, it's like I got started online in business in a very interesting way. Probably not. I mean, not a lot of people probably start this way. So um it was 2013, so I was 18 years old. I'm 24 right now as of the recording of this, and it was the time when I was at school, and it was about time to decide what I was supposed to be doing with my life, and you know, deciding which college I was going to go to, what I was, what I was going to study, and I had so many different ideas and dreams and aspirations. But the only thing that I never saw myself in has been a job, simply because. 
My parents have always owned their own business. I've never seen them go to a nine to five job ever since I was, you know, ever, ever since I remember I was going to, with, to their office with them. I remember I was helping them like clip different barcodes to, to products and things like that. So I guess like entrepreneurship has been in my blood. Even my grandfather, he's always been, you know, making sales calls. I love that. I love that. And it seems like what the very tippy top, um, you know, movers and shifters of the economy say and, and all have in common is that um, it's, it's all about the relationship. You know, it's about the relationship because, and I'm a firm believer in that myself, you know, if somebody doesn't know who you are, like why, why are they going to do business with you? They don't have any reason to do business with you unless they know who you are. And I'll tell you this, when, and you know, I'm not, I'm not telling you, you already know, I just want to say, cause I think it's relevant to what we're talking about. But when you take the time to build that relationship with somebody, it's not a matter of, are they going to buy my product? It's a matter of like, let's explore what we can do together. Right. And sometimes that does mean buying your product. Other times that means you partner up on something. Other times that means they mentor you or you mentor them or they advise you or they refer somebody else to you. There's so many more things that can happen when you build a relationship than when you send like a cold, like a cold buy my stuff pitch at somebody. Cause then, what are they going to say? Either yes or no. And the no's are going to be significantly more than the yeses. But a relationship, when they, when somebody sees that you're a valuable person to know, oh, wow, does that open the doors? That oh, yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think there's so much power in social media networking and just networking in general, you know, through events. I mean, I've made so many amazing connections just from social media and events as well. You know, I've, I've had like I've acquired freaking best friends, you know, through the business. I mean, I lost some friends that didn't understand what I was doing, that were totally against it. And, you know, we kind of cut, you know, we burned the bridges. But then I've also acquired a lot of new friends, you know, just because of the fact that I was willing to build those relationships. I was willing to take the time and you know, I feel like it's also about, you know, you, sometimes you have to be the connector and people really, really do value that. You know, let's say if I have, I don't know, like somebody asking me, hey, Jelena, do you know how to do X, Y, Z, right? So in a lot of the times, I don't know all the answers, right? You know, I don't know how to do certain things. So I would always connect that person to the other one. And, you know, being a connector is such a valuable thing. And I remember, um, it was so funny. Uh, two years ago, I traveled to Chicago for a um, for a convention, and I had so many friends that lived there. We were all from the same business, but they've never met before. Okay, so they live in the same city. Obviously, it's a big city. And then I, you know, I came over and I invited a couple of my friends that you know that live there. And I was like, hey, let's, you know, I only have a week here. You know, I only have like you know just a handful of days, so let's meet in the same day. So it was like, I don't know, six or seven people and they're, they're all still friends there, right? So, so some of them became best friends and they're like, hey, Julian, if you never came to the city, we would never be friends. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of times being the connector, that's, that's such a valuable thing. And I think, you know, sometimes people just focus on the wrong thing. They focus on the, those commissions. And I mean, you're going to make all the money that you want if you just focus on the right things, but do not let money come in between relationships. You know what I mean? So... 
don't forget, I mean, the relationships are way more valuable than the money, in my opinion. Absolutely. So you're 24 mm-hmm. and you've had this success and it seems like you've made quantum leaps in your mindset and your methodology and your philosophy just about life and, and business. What have been some of the biggest lessons that you've learned? I know you've been talking about a lot of them and I'm so appreciative of all the knowledge that you've shared and, and the wisdom that you've shared. Um, what were some of the other big, big lessons, maybe and, and, and maybe not even focused on business, but just lessons in life that you've learned on this journey? Oh, wow. So many. Um, I think one of the things that has always been stopping me from doing what I really wanted to be doing has been comparing myself to other people. So, and I remember in one of the businesses, we had one of my best friends right now, I remember I was looking at her, she came into the business and she succeeded so fast. Like in a matter of 30 days, she ranked advanced like four or five times. And I was like, how did she do that? I was like, I really want to be like her. And I thought she was an overnight success. Okay. And later I found out that she has gone from like, I mean, she has been in business for, I think at the time, 15 years. And I was like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have, I should have never been comparing myself to her. Like what's wrong with me, right? And here I was just like two years into business. So I think, you know, the only, there's one lesson that I've learned. Do not ever compare your, your level one with somebody else's level 20, because you know, you've got a huge like uh, way ahead and, you know, they've been, you know, every single person out there that you're comparing yourself to right now, they've all had their own failures. They've all had their roadblocks. So it's not, you know, because people think that entrepreneurship is all unicorns and rainbows. It's not because we only usually see what's on the front, right? You know, if you see people with their laptops working on the beach, I'm like, come on, it doesn't happen this way. <laughs> if we're on the beach, we're not on the laptop. The sand is going to get everywhere. Who brings their laptop to the beach, right? <laughs> so, you know, we don't see the, you know, the sleepless nights, you know, the people waking up at four in the morning for the webinars. We don't see what's happening, like, you know, behind the social media. So do not ever compare yourself to anybody else. You know, the only person you really should be comparing yourself to is the person you were yesterday. That's, that's I think that's lesson number one, because I mean, that helped me tremendously when I stopped, you know, comparing myself to others. The only way, the only time you do want to compare yourself to other people is to see, you know, what is it that they're doing right now that you can model? So, okay, so what is it that they're doing? What can you learn from them, right? Not what I, like how I can compare myself to them. Like, what is it that they're doing that is working in their business? Or what is it something that they were doing in the beginning of their journey that has worked really well? Which brings me to the second point. You know, so many people, including myself, actually, a lot of the times I'm trying to learn from different leaders and, you know, different, like big dogs in the industry. And... I remember I was at an event and it was four years ago, I think. Yeah, it was four years ago, around May or something like that. I was in London and I was learning from this guy who was teaching paid advertising and list building and a lot of things that I had no clue about at the time. And and he was teaching the things that they, they were working for him at that point. And he was already making like millions of dollars. So clearly he was able to put all the money into the ads and you know make a lot more. And here I was, I was like, I spent my last $500 just to get to this event <laughs> to learn from you. I have no money to put into the ads. 
And I've learned from one of my mentors, she said, do not try to learn the strategies that some leaders are using right now. Instead, ask them what they were doing in the beginning of their journey, because that's really what got them to start to get to where they're at right now. So, you know, a lot of the times you don't have to have all the like fancy strategies or, I mean, all the complicated stuff that some leaders are teaching just because they can do it doesn't mean that you should be doing it. I mean, I'm telling you the strategy that I told you, you know, in the middle of the interview of just networking, connecting with new people and publishing new content and then, you know, building the relationships and then bringing up offers. That's going to make you, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of dollars without ever doing any of the fancy strategies. Right. Um, so, um, and yeah, I feel like also the power of consistency. I mean, honestly, if there's one thing that you can take out of this interview. If there's, you know, for some reason you're thinking that something is not working, it's just because you're not consistent enough and you haven't been consistent enough for a long enough period of time. So at the time, I mean, I only shared like a portion of the story. I did a 90 day blitz and some people asked me, hey, what did you do after? I said, I did the other one, right? I did another 90 days of work. And imagine what six months of work of consistent effort can bring you. I mean, you can change your entire life in six months if you really put your work, you, if you really put your mind and effort into it. I absolutely agree. That's amazing. And those are two incredible, incredible lessons to, uh, to have shared. So thank you for that. So now we know a lot more about where here is and we know like what you were thinking about, we know how you did it to some degree, to some degree. Um, what's next for you? What do you want to do moving forward? Where do you want to take this incredible thing you built? Well, that's an interesting question. I don't think I've ever gotten this actually. So uh, it always gets me thinking, um, but I've always had, you know, like my, I don't know, like when, actually, I think in the very beginning of the journey, when I started, I always remember the moment I found out about personal development and it was like, I was in business already for, I think six months. And then somebody told me, Hey, Jelena, there's books you can read. And I was like, really? <laughs> because all I was doing at the time was watching webinars and <laughs> listening to some like YouTube videos. And I was like, man, there are books. I mean, now I have, I don't know, like a full library of books. Um, I've always wanted to write a book, you know, ever since I was reading all of them, I was like, man, like, I really wish that I could share my journey sometime. So I think that's, that's, has always been my long-term goal, you know, just to like get, uh, published because, you know, there's like so many things that, that are on my mind, you know, a lot of the times, but book has been always one of them. Definitely. Wow. And when you think about like, people in history who are so impactful and so influential that we hear about them today. Like the, I mean, we were talking about these two people earlier, like uh, Confucius and, and Lao Tzu and, you know, somebody like Ben Franklin or somebody just an, a very influential character in history who you hear about hundreds or thousands of years later after their, after their life. They're you know, no there's one that always comes to my mind. Um, I mean, Lao Tzu, obviously, that's one that I've always, you know, like I've always heard a lot of his quotes and, you know, a lot of conversations and things like that. Uh, there's actually, there's, no, there's one for me that stands out in particular, that's Napoleon Hill. And ever since I started my journey, I remember always people told me, Jillian, you have to read the book, Think and Grow Rich. And I think I've only read it when I was three years in business. You got it near your desk, don't you? Yep, absolutely. 
I love it. I listen to it. I no, actually, I let I listen to the other one. I listened to uh, Outwitting the Devil, one of my absolute favorites. I think if you ever have like an issue with your mindset or something you feel stuck, gosh, that's such a powerful book. And you know, it always blows my mind about you know Napoleon Hill. It it was all like interview style, right? So he just combines like hundreds of different interviews into his book. And, uh, you know, and, you know, the interview with the, with the devil, uh, obviously that was, you know, quite an interesting, you know, turning point as well. And yeah, I mean, I, it all, he always stands out for me. I feel like it's the one thing that the one book, the one author that people always think about when you speak about personal development. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and I am such, I, I love Dr. Napoleon Hill, um, to the, to the point of, uh, his, his last living, protege is a gentleman by the name of Ben Gay the third. Um, and Ben is actually, you know, one of my most trusted mentors and, and friends. Um, and so, you know, he tells me things about, about his time with, uh, with Dr. Hill all the time. And I'm like, that must've been so cool to like get to talk to Dr. Napoleon Hill regularly. Cause he's your mentor. Like that's awesome. So wow. like, I totally, totally agree with you hundred percent. So, so people like that, right? People like that who have truly have had an impact on the world. They're known for something and, and they're known for their impact. What do you want people to remember you for? I mean, ever since I started, I remember when like people always ask me because ever since I started online, I always remember there's people, they're always known for one thing, you know, all the big leaders, all the people that we follow. I remember there was one person who was known for blogging the other one was known for video marketing, you know, like for like strategies, if we talk about marketing, you know, for me, I've always been known as a blogger ever since I got started. Cause that was like my initial, you know, success. I remember I was like getting flooded with messages when I was on that list of, you know, top a uh, hundred or 80 bloggers of 2016. So that was my initial thing. But, you know, I would like me being pretty young, you know, having an early start in business, I've always wanted to share the message with people that. You know, especially with, you know, with millennial generation, with those that are, you know, like in their early 20s or they're just finishing, you know, high school or whatever. You know, my message for people is, you know, you don't need a degree. And I know that's that's not always a, like a sound advice, you know, like some people tell me, oh, like your parents 